soup. Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom and other oracular tidbits with your hosts, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies. Two saucy sisters broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. Be sure to visit our website at oraclesoup.org to listen to our podcast archive. You can also visit us on Facebook and like our Oracle Soup page, where you can share your wisdom and request for Oracle Soup topics. Soup is hot now, and it's ready to be served. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Oracle Soup, and it is time for another kitchen table conversation. I am Gina Thies here with my co-host, Katrina Wynn. Hello, my dear. Hi. Hi. Wow. How's the Forest Mystic doing? The Forest Mystic is like knee deep in mowing. (laughs) It's that time of the year here anyway when this is being recorded. It's spring of 2015 and out here in Oregon, everything is green and it grows so fast. And I tell you, if it wasn't for the fact that I mow every day, my home would be completely inundated with blackberry canes. And I know most people, they'll go like to the grocery store and they'll go, "Mm, yum, blackberries. Yeah, right. Here, it's like, Evil, go away, <laughs> leave me alone. Eat more blackberries, eat more blackberries. Nom, 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 nom. I love blackberry. I loved picking yeah. them as a, as a child and I, and I have not done that in so long. But yes, it was, it was, a, it was a treat. Well, well anyway. not only do I love them, but my dog does too. And I have a, an actual video of my dog eating blackberries on my YouTube channel hey you know it's it's a nutritional filler like that you know you don't have anything else and you know it's like it grows wild and everywhere so you know i i I, i'd have to come out and and, and see that at least at some point you do have to come out in fact if you come out for the tarot retreat it's right there when they're the ripest Mm -hmm. sounds so refreshing well katrina aren't you excited about this episode Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, when we have a guest on our kitchen table conversation who truly resonates with, let's just say, our style and things that we particularly like to do in our tarot readings, it's such a treat to share that with the world because here we have intelligent, experienced, and dynamic people who maybe you've never heard of, and we want you to know about them. That's right. So we are so proud and excited about our next person that we're going to have. And why don't you go ahead and do the introduction? All right. Drum roll. All right. (laughs) Well, we started these kitchen table conversations a couple of years back when we were at Reader Studio. And one person that almost always attends Reader Studio, at least every time I've been there, is a New Yorker, a practicing psychotherapist of thriving practice, and it's Eleanor Greenberg. PhD. And, you know, not only do I admire her and her commitment to Tarot, but as a person who's also a psychotherapist, I really admire the area that she works in in psychology because, um, you know, I might be 
more eclectic and I might work with a variety of people, but the very people or the populations that she works with are the people I tend to make referrals to other practicing professionals to uh, give the best support because, you know, not everybody can do everything for everyone. And so one of the things that she's so good at, and I have so much respect and admiration for her, is she works with a population that falls under personality disorders. And specifically what used to be called a borderline personality disorder, which is now called bipolar, which is a huge umbrella these days. And the other one would be narcissistic personality disorder. These are very challenging uh, diagnoses to support, and yet she loves it. I can tell from talking to her in our conversations, she truly, truly loves her work, and that is the best person for that job. Well, I remember meeting Eleanor at Reader Studio in New York, and she was one, if not the only or my, in terms of me meeting a person that worked uh, in psychotherapy and actually used Tarot. So I, my, my, my interest, area of interest is, is psychology. I would consider myself maybe a, a para <laughs> psychotherapist. I, I, I read a lot. About I like it. that term. Well, that, that is what that's a, we'll talk about that in another show, but that's, that's a, yes, you're welcome to use that too, by the way. So here, so with Eleanor though, it was, I was just fascinated with her and uh, she just in hearing her talk about things and things that hit home and I recognize. So I love to have someone speak language that I was like, I rec- I know what you're talking about. Um, it, you know, I had a conversation with her and we were talking about uh, the bipolar uh, disorder and narcissistic personality disorder. And, we, you know, I just started talking about a client and she said these words. I was like, that's my client. That's what you're talking about. And I understand what you're talking about. So I get so excited about this. As uh, paraprofessional helpers, we are dealing with some of these people. And I think it's very, very important to understand uh, just a little bit, not to do the diagnosis, but to know a little bit about what you're dealing with. And so I'm I, I'm trying to encourage her to get more involved in, in, in talking to uh, readers about this sort of thing. So I'm just glad we had the opportunity to uh, hang out with her. Well, not only that, but sometimes, and, and this is just between you and me, right, Gina? But sometimes there's people that I meet in the Tarot community that I think could benefit from her professional services. Yes, thanks for like calling me out on that. No, no, no not you, my dear. <laughs> well, well, am I being a narcissist right now? Am I making it all about me? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> and though and, no, I'm just saying how really, truly fortunate we are to have her. And whenever there's a person who's a healing professional and they have such well-honed skills i just want to see everybody be healthy and happy and that that's really what i mean i want them to do well yes absolutely so we can't wait for you to hear this and also keep us in mind if you have any other suggestions for topics or people that you'd like to see at the kitchen table with us just uh, let us know drop us a line we are available at our facebook a page which is facebook www of course who doesn't know that by now dot facebook.com slash oracle soup or at our website oraclesoup.org welcome back to oracle soup we have some tasty tidbits sitting on this table just ready to eat them up. 
And we've got the luscious, luscious Eleanor Greenberg with us today. Can't wait to hear what you have to say. And of course, my favorite friend over here, we got Miss Gina Thies, and I'm Katrina. Hello, folks. Welcome to a, this one, I think. This is soup. We're cooking with grease a little bit, as my cousin would say. It's it's something that we uh, it's going to go down nice and smooth, I think. But we're very excited to have Eleanor with us. So, uh, gosh, man, there's so many things I would love for you to talk about. Hi, I'm Eleanor, and um, I've been thinking a lot since I do both tarot readings for tarot readings and I do psychotherapy, and sometimes I'll do them both together about the similarities. And a lot of the questions that tarot readers will ask me about how to deal with querents come up for therapists as well. So I thought I would start with that where there's an overlap between the two professions. One of the things that uh, I think about is am I a good match for my client? And I think about the same thing with my querents. And by a good match, for me to be a good match as a therapist, I have to been up that path that they're traveling. I have to be a little higher on the path, but not at the hermit. I'm their hermit, but there are hermits all up the length of that mountain. If I'm too far up the mountain, I'm going to be talking at a level that's too elevated for my client to make use of. They may not understand what I'm saying. It's too challenging or it may be uh, in language that just doesn't describe their experience to themselves. That is so true. I often tell my students that, you know, there's enough for everybody. You have medicine for somebody. Those clients who need to find you will find you. And they'll come to a point with maybe they'll graduate from what you have to share with them. And then it's great to make a referral to someone else. This is the next step on your path. This is the next person, or this is the next thing you're interested in learning about. You know, you make a very good point because some tarot readers and some beginning therapists think, I don't know enough. However, if you know too much, it's just as bad as not knowing enough. Wow, wow. <laughs> say that again. <laughs> if you know too much, it's just as bad. It makes you just as bad a match for that querent or client as if you didn't know anything. So the key is that connection and having that match. Yeah, and, that, and I think of that as sort of like a magnetism. We, we attract right. to each other. I send out a vibe into the universe whenever I want either new clients, new querents. I usually want people who can make use of what I'm most excited by now, the techniques that I'm attached to right now, the type of clients. So when my interests uh, switch to the spiritual realm quite a bit, I wanted to be able to attract clients to me who were interested, and they didn't have to have the same spiritual background at all. They just had to want that dimension as part of their experience. And again, for me, it doesn't matter whether I'm talking tarot or I'm talking psychotherapy. And I thought that one of the problems that I would hear tarot readers, especially very experienced ones, get very tired of these two questions. When will I meet my soulmate? And when will that money come in? <laughs> well, the question of when will he call, when will I meet my soulmate, 
prompted me to specifically focus on material to teach people that this can go further into looking at why you attract a certain type or why. What, what's the undercurrent behind that? So it helped me as a reader not get, so to speak, bored with what's going on. Because there's a lot of repetition. And I think the repetition, because most people want to know the same thing. I mean, it's it's what we're experiencing, it's repetitive. So um, for me to stay with tarot and not get bored, it was about let's look for different ways to utilize tarot as a tool to help people. The other thing that's interesting about matching the, the, the querent and the reader is also um, looking at how people communicate and matching their, their level of communication. So, and um, looking at if they are more of a uh, feeler type, I would say, is using words to help them understand concepts or versus ask, asking them, do you see what I mean? Is Does this have meaning for you or how does this feel to you? And it clicks for them because they get what I'm saying. It's just something that I've made an observation and started working with. Yes, uh, in Psych, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, speaks about this, noticing the language, the metaphors people use. Uh, here we were using food language to begin. I was very aware of your metaphors of making a tasty soup or stew. And it was all around eating. So if I were working with someone who were using eating and taste as their metaphor, which is not as common as vision, auditory, or kinesthetic usually, (laughs) I would talk back to them in that language. Uh, In tarot, we think of listening for the suits. Are we talking about fire or water and the associated uh, attributes of those suits? So I, I do agree with you. I went the same direction as you. As a psychotherapist, I wasn't comfortable doing these definitive divinatory readings, especially in the beginning, will I get my condo? And I realized I wanted to do readings that I was more comfortable with, which for me was personal growth readings. How do I evolve into the person I want to be? How do I evoke in myself the traits that I need to to do this particular problem? What am I meant to learn from this situation? However, uh, not all my clients were interested in that. And when you're doing a tarot reading, there are people I have read for over and over and over again the same question having to do with different people. And it doesn't matter how I try and elevate the conversation or how I try and deepen. I have deepened my understanding. They want that question answered. So I would say that there are some people that I would have to accept Mm -hmm. that they are not interested as I am. There's the people who are interested in taking their own personal evolution into their hands and going up the path, as I'll put it in our language. They are on the path of the moon. They've already come out of the pool of unconsciousness. They're looking around, seeing their next step. The readers who want me to tell them when they will meet their soulmate or how they will meet their soulmate and when the money will come in. That's not about being on the path. That's about everyday problems, 
that they need, want a solution to, and maybe I can involve them in a step they could take to that solution. But I can't talk about higher purpose with them because. Did you want to say something? No, exactly. I, I get. I I'm sitting here thinking. Um, I've always tried to meet my clearance where they are. And so it's like, if you're thinking about where I'm going to eat, live, or have love, you're not going to listen to this higher, (laughs) you're not thinking there. So it's just like uh, we have a saying, trying to talk about Jesus while you're in the French Quarter drinking. (laughs) If you're you're on a level, meet a person where they are, get through that, and they'll be more receptive maybe to going in a direction of looking at the, the higher areas of, you know, the higher realm, so to speak. So I have a slightly different philosophy, but it's my philosophy, which is um, I'm going to probably do both, but I'm going to test the waters. I'm actually going to try to take them to the next step on the path first and see how receptive they are to that. And if they just aren't ready, if they reach their edge of ability, capability, or interest, or energy, then of course I'm perfectly happy to satisfy them at the level that they are at. But I'm, I'm a Taurus, I'm also uh, the chariot in the tarot. I'm gonna try to take people a little further down that path and they think they're ready to go. And I'm not gonna push them, I'm definitely not gonna push them over their edge. But I'm not going to and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but I'm not going to placate them at the level that they think they're at because I actually believe each and every individual is so much greater than they know right now. And I'm going to see them as a sacred being. And and I also know that just the fact that they came to me for a reading already says they want my medicine. And that's my medicine. And uh, But also, like you said, I'm going to be really respectful for who they are and where they are. I agree with both of you. and I've developed a way of doing both. Great. What I do is, uh, under the influence of Walden Ruth Ann Amberstone from the Tarot School, they broke me of my dependence on the Celtic cross in class, which I still love the Celtic cross. However, they and uh, uh, James Rickliffe in his workshop, what, you think tarot spreads grow on trees, made me realize that I could make up a tarot spread for each person. And as a therapist, I could help the person evolve and be by being involved. So I interview the person when they ask me the question and tell them, I'm, and you who are listening, you can try this out for yourself. They tell me their question. And I say, great, that's, I'm happy to help you with that question. And I'd like to ask you some specific questions about it because I'm going to create a spread position for each of your concerns. So could you tell me your concerns in a little more detail? Uh, would one of you give me an imaginary question and I'll do that with you. Will I get the job I'm interviewing for? Good. That's an important question, right? Um, I'm going to create a spread for that, but I'd like to create this spread as one that's just for you. Is that okay with you? Have you? That is perfectly fine. So we're going to have... Name a number. How many cards? Three. We're going to have three cards to begin your reading. 
And the first card, what would you like that to represent for you? What's important here? Um, maybe direction or my focus, where my focus should be in terms of um, inter the interviewing process, what I should present, what I should hold back, if I should do, you know, so it's maybe about direction. Okay, so you you said something very interesting because it was two-sided. What should I present that you have a choice in that interview and what should I hold back? So do you mind if I make that two cards? Okay, that we'll have good. The, I'm going to present, I should present this of myself and I should hold back on that. Okay. What else is important to you here? What questions come up that concern you about the interview that we could have a some clarity on with a card. Well, is this the right position for me to go after is something that's in the back of my mind. So maybe uh. it's going to boil down to looking at uh, what it has to say in general about if this is right or right now, if that makes sense. If this is a job for right now or if I should just kind of see what happens and so because I'm a little unclear about if this is even a good position for me. Okay, so that's a really important question, right? Is this, should I even be going after this in the first place? Is it a good fit for me? Would you want that card to be clarified before the interview? Like what you should say and what you should leave out? Or do you think that card should go after that part? I think the card should go after. So good. So already we have three cards that my querent has asked for and they're coming straight from their concerns and we've already taken it away from the simple yes or no. I want to leave yes or no hood behind in general because that's not my strength and I want to move the person to greater, in, in psychotherapy, we want to empower the person to introspect and reflect for themselves. And this was a very simple way, and of course I, with Gina doing it, she already has the skill. She did it very ably, of course, and can do this very ably in her own life. However, I do find that people who are, even who have never done it before, if I approach it in this practical way, they can come up with their concerns, and they are developing the reading. This is already their step forward. I don't have to do another step yet. They have now taken the reins of the reading, and then when I'm doing the reading, I will float back and forth. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what this card traditionally means, because okay. I teach as I read. Everybody is a potential reader. And I know you know more about yourself than I know, mm -hmm. and even about the job that you're thinking of. Mm -hmm. And you may see something, something may catch your eye in this card right. that's relevant here. So I will ask questions like that, that most people do not, don't find frightening. Very few people turn me down. They'll, at, mess, at the worst, they'll look at the card and they'll say, no, I don't see anything. <laughs> you know, I love the empowering aspect right from the very beginning because you're basically asking them to participate on an equal level with you in developing the reading mm -hmm. to customize it to their needs so it feels like 
my needs are being heard, my needs are being met, I'm, you're, we're walking hand in hand, it's not like you're the leader and I'm the follower. So those things I totally, totally resonate and I just wish we had more time to eat here. There is so much I want to consume, I feel like I have like a big old appetite for Miss Eleanor. <laughs> and she's so yummy, she's got that beautiful red hair. <laughs> Absolutely gorgeous. Well, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for everything that you've shared. So for our listeners and they're interested in content contacting you. Can you give us a little information or share anything special you're working on? I'm working on a book on tarot counseling. I'm also working on a book on borderline personality adaptations, narcissistic personality adaptations, and I am co-chair of the program committee for the New York Institute for Gestalt Therapy. And those of you who get to New York, we put on one free program a month that the public is invited to. So you can look at the New York Institute for Gestalt Therapy and come to our programs. And I'm also a member of BOTA, the Builders of the Aditum. And I um, participate in the New York group. And we have also just started an unofficial study group in Sarasota, Florida. So if any of you out there are near Sarasota, you can contact me by sending an email to Eleanor G, E-L-I-N-O-R-G, at mac.com, M-A-C.com, E-L-I-N-O-R-G, at mac. MAC.com. We're just drooling, and now we've got to wrap up this meal and go, but until next time. Thank you for spending time with us on Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and podcast suggestions on our Facebook page, also called Oracle Soup. And be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.org, for hot new servings of our saucy talks. You can also subscribe to the Feed Burner or listen to our pantry of Oracle Soup archived recordings, along with articles and links to more resources. And be sure to visit our personal websites to receive more information about us and the things that we offer individually. For Katrina, visit tarotcounseling.org. And counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G dot org, like in Oregon, O-R-G. And for Gina, visit tarotadvisor.com. An advisor is spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This content and the content of these podcasts are intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. This content is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. 
y'all come back now.